This is the basis for today's message. The Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, the first chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. And they went into Capernaum, and immediately on the Sabbath, Jesus entered the synagogue and was teaching. And they were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one who had authority and not as the scribes. And immediately there was in their synagogue a man with an unclean spirit, and he cried out, What have you to do with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be silent and come out of him. And the unclean spirit, convulsing him and crying out with a loud voice, came out of him. And they were all amazed, so that they questioned among themselves, saying, What is this? A new teaching with authority. He commands even the unclean spirits, and they obey him. And at once his fame spread everywhere throughout all the region of Galilee. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Do you have a problem with authority? (laughs) A lot of people do. You wouldn't be alone if you do. I think it's the American way, or maybe it's just the human way, for us to like to rebel against authority. See, we, we love or crave, maybe even hunger, for autonomy, to self-control. I like to control my own environment as best as I can, because when I make decisions, I can't speak for you, but when I make decisions and things go my way and my will is done, life is so much easier and so much better, at least until it's not. Have you ever tried to control things that are just a bit above your pay grade? Things like cancer or death? Or what about other people? I mean, if we're honest, we really have a difficult time just controlling ourselves. See, under my control or my perceived amount of control, things tend to fall apart. And it's ironic that it's only when I surrender control, when I submit to the Lordship of Jesus, that I can see that He has always been in control, even, perhaps especially, when the world seems out of control. That God is sovereign, capable of using even my own mistakes and the hurts caused by me and the hurts that are caused towards me to bring about beautiful things. In our text today, we see a very clear picture of the authority of Jesus. He starts by teaching, and he teaches with incredible authority. And they went into Capernaum, and immediately on the Sabbath, he entered the synagogue and was teaching. See, a primary piece of Jesus' ministry was teaching. And the thing that he loved to teach about the most was this kingdom of God, the world put right, what it was like to have God himself enter into his world and bring restoration and healing to it. His reign was at hand. And they were astonished at his teaching, for he taught them as one who had authority, not as the scribes. You see, the scribes never taught by their own authority. They always 
taught by somebody else's authority. This is a teaching that's been perpetrated by so-and-so, according to rabbi, so-and-so, fill in the blank. See, the scribes receive their authority from the tradition of the elders, whereas Jesus receives his authority directly from the Father in heaven. You would never hear a rabbi teach, truly, truly, I say to you. But that's exactly how Jesus taught. See, Jesus teaches with a level of authority that is so strikingly different from anybody else's previous experience. Jesus preaches and teaches with a God level of authority. You see, when the Word of God Himself, the Word incarnate, teaches the Word of God, He knows that intimately, like no one else does. Jesus' ministry, His teaching, and His power over all things spiritual and physical is brimming and overflowing with the divine authority. And the source of that authority is from the Heavenly Father Himself. I love that image in Revelation where the Lamb, Jesus, has this authority to open the scroll, bring about the restoration of the world, because of his own wounds, the wounds he received on the cross, it is his sacrifice that brings him the authority to look into our lives, all things spiritual, and be in control, to offer forgiveness and have it work in our lives. Jesus not only teaches with incredible authority, but he proves his authority, that what he speaks is true and powerful. And immediately there was in their synagogue a man with an unclean spirit. Well, way back in the day when I was in middle school and high school, I, I fell in love with an author whose name was Frank Peretti. Maybe some of you have read some of his books a while back, but he did this marvelous job of illustrating the the presence of angels and demons in our everyday life, how there was constantly this spiritual battle that was being waged all around us in the midst of all of our thoughts and decisions and actions, being impacted and influenced by these spiritual battles going on around us. You know, the enemy is very real. Scripture teaches that Satan, after he rebelled and rejected God's authority, seeking his own was banished from heaven, not to hell immediately, but to earth. And we're reminded that Satan is this prowling lion looking for someone to devour. He is very present in this world today. It doesn't take too much imagination to see his fingerprints all over the place. And here we have an evil spirit responding to Jesus. In Mark's gospel, the evil spirits are the first ones to recognize and identify the true Word of God incarnate, Jesus Himself. So, so far into this text, it's important to recognize two things. Number one, the people were amazed at His teaching, but amazed is not the same as faith, as believing, as having one's heart awakened. The demons themselves even obeyed Jesus. They recognized who he was. But simply recognizing Jesus 
is not enough, is not the same as faith. Just knowing who he is isn't a belief in him. Knowing Jesus is not the same as believing in his promise of forgiveness and everlasting life. An awakened heart is the difference. You see, one must hear the Word of God and have the Holy Spirit stir in their hearts this desire to believe and this ability to have faith. See, knowing, recognizing can lead to faith, but it can also lead to rejection. Jesus rebuked this demon saying, be silent and come out of him. With a command, Jesus silences the demon. The word here is almost that of muzzle. He muzzles the demon. Jesus uses the same word to calm the storm. Be silent. See, this connection of Jesus' authority is that he has power and control of all things visible and invisible, all things present that we can see here on earth and those battles that are waging around us that are invisible. Jesus was, is, and always will be the one in charge. And the unclean spirit convulsing him and crying out with a loud voice came out of him. See, the demon protests and attempts to resist, but is unsuccessful. This demon simply does not have the power to resist the power of Jesus. Now, as I read through this this week, it struck me that this does present us with a problem. Perhaps many of you have shared a same prayer with God that he would end some kind of earthly struggle or suffering. And God, in his divine wisdom, understood that there was a better plan at play. But sometimes our desire to escape our suffering is not what God's will is. When we pray that Jesus would end our suffering and he does not answer that prayer in the way or the timing that we desire, it can be difficult. And it's important to know that even when Jesus incarnate was walking this earth in a land that was filled with people who were suffering and struggling, did not solve everyone's earthly problems. It was just simply a foretaste of what the kingdom of God looks like, a reversal of things gone wrong. And as Jesus walked this earth, he healed but a sample of people, not everyone. But he gives us a picture of what will happen someday. That when the world put right is put right in all of its fullness, the kingdom of God revealed in all of its glory, there will be a day where every tear is wiped away. Where every sickness is made whole. Where every grieving loss is filled with comfort and peace. Where every death is made alive. There is that day coming. And in the midst of our struggling or complaining or the storms of this life, God speaks to us, be still and know that I am God. 
Sometimes if you're in the middle of your suffering, it can be tempting to believe that Jesus is absent, or if he's present, he simply does not care. But he is very present, and he cares with the deepest abundant compassion, providing us with all the spiritual gifts necessary to withstand and persevere. Sometimes God does not calm the storms raging around us, but he does offer to calm the storms in our heart, to bring us to a place of peace, even in the midst of suffering. That's the peace that passes all understanding. He calms the storms of our heart as he calls our hearts awake. As I think back and reflect on some of the more difficult, the most difficult seasons of my own life, I know it was not by my strength that I persevered or endured. I know it was only because he was empowering me to do so. It was God alone who sustained me, his power and his authority in my life. See, Jesus, he teaches with authority, and then he backs that teaching up with a proof, not just telling his people the important things to know about his power and authority, but then he proves it, he shows it, he reveals it, and the miracle of casting out the demon was proof of his authority. And he gives us something similar, something even greater. You see, on the cross, he makes this teaching with authority, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they do. That was his authority to speak a word and let it become reality. And then he proves it. He backs that teaching up on Easter Sunday with the empty tomb. And the miracle of the resurrection that proves that his forgiveness that he earned for us on Friday was authoritative and powerful. So what happens when we apply that authority of Jesus to teach and do miraculous to our own lives today? See, Jesus has authority over every single evil force in our lives today. The crowds, they were simply amazed. The demons, they recognized. And I think the challenge for us this morning is to go beyond both being amazed and being obedient into surrender to his authority. Well, surrendering, that's a tough one, isn't it? Especially in a John Wayne America. What we don't do is surrender well. And yet as a disciple of Jesus, that's exactly what we are called to do in all circumstances is we win by surrendering, surrendering to God. And there are certain things that work against me personally in that act of surrendering and fear is the first and foremost of those and as I see my own desire to want to control and manipulate relationships around me, especially those closest to me, family members in particular, so I long to, to, to grapple hold of control and try to manipulate situations, to try to control other people, their decisions, their physical, mental, spiritual well-being, 
I like to take control. But it's difficult, and I'm in this process of learning that as much as I love those who are close to me, God loves them even more. I'm learning to trust that God is working in their lives, just like he's working in mine to grow and shape me more and more into the image of his son. Fear is an enemy to submission to Jesus' authority. And I try to overcome that fear by wrestling control away from God, and that always ends in failure, eventually. But again, we win by surrendering, surrendering to God and to His power and authority. How do we do that in a practical way? Our text gives us three particular things that I'd like to focus on this morning. Number one, to hear his teaching. It's incredibly important to, to receive this powerful and authoritative teaching in our lives. Number two, to obey it. <laughs> it's not just enough to hear it, but to let it impact our daily walk with God. And then finally, number three, to spread it. To share it with others. We see that reflected in our text as the people are amazed at Jesus' teaching, the demons who obey what he commands, and then his fame that is spread throughout the area. Hear his teaching. See, Jesus teaches with the highest authority. And he speaks to us continually today through his word that we are to to surrender to His Word and its place in our life as our rule and our norm that guides us and leads us and fills us with encouragement and hope and the fruit of the Spirit. That we are to, look, to, to grow in our love for it, to hunger for it, to want more and more of it. We're encouraged to, to read other resources that deepen our awareness of God's Word and its teachings to be amazed at the authority of Jesus. The authority to calm storms, the authority to expel demons, the authority of His voice. His voice has incredible power. His voice is the voice that spoke, let there be light, and there was. His voice of authority that spoke, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And the Father does. The voice of Jesus spoken through Pastor Arp moments ago in the words of absolution, I forgive you. That is that power and authority of God that is amazing. But it takes more than just being amazed. So we're called to obey his teaching, to let the authority and power of Jesus' teaching guide our life, our actions, our words, our motivations. But we need even more than just obedience, for even the demons obeyed Jesus. We are to spread his fame, spread his story, spread his teaching. Let news of what Jesus has done, is doing, and will do into eternity spread like wildfire. Let the good news of what Jesus has done continue to be shared in your own life through your words, through your actions, and your example to connect and be in fellowship with other believers. 
to ask for his strength and courage to walk in his will, to be comforted in the midst of all the crazy storms of this life and to know that Jesus is still in control and even to rejoice in our sufferings, to let our words and our actions, let the authority of Jesus renew our lives and be known. It's my prayer for you that you would submit yourselves to the authority of Jesus who has ultimate control to calm the storms of your life and your heart. And may this bring you a peace that passes all understanding in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. This week, as you continue to have faith conversations around your tables, around your, your moments and times and places in life, this is a, a question I would encourage you to ponder. Your weekly awakening question this week is, what areas of life do you find yourself struggling to surrender to the authority of Jesus? What are those pieces that you still love to wrestle control back from God? that you need to relinquish over to him.